Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Oh, I like it. Two jokes in one episode, Mark. <laughs> I know. It's good, isn't it? Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Thank you for downloading the latest Emperor Penny podcast as we approach the Easter season, or as the Jews say, Passover. Because often... Past the Jewish festival of Passover and Easter coincide. Well, thank you for clarifying. For cl- clarifying for the non-believers and people who may not know. And it's interesting as a Jewish person at Easter time because um, it's not the only festival that clashes because you have Hanukkah and Christmas, which happen around the same time. And yep. one of the good things about that, the Hanukkah stuff is, well, no, Hanukkah is often before Christmas, so you're caught up in all the expensive Christmas present stuff. But Easter often overlaps. And if, you're, if you keep Passover strictly, there's certain things you're not allowed to eat, which technically includes Easter eggs. So by the time Passover is over, Passover is over, by the time Passover finishes, often Easter is also done. And what does that mean? That means you get the cheap Easter eggs in the yes, supermarket. exactly. <laughs> and the kids don't care because it's still chocolate. Of course not, no. Yeah. Jesus has risen. Or has he? Yes, I think that's what Easter's about. How was your Passover? That's very nice, thing. thank you. Yeah. More importantly, the lockdown restrictions have started to ease. Yeah. So we had some friends in the garden the other day, which was well, very thanks nice. Thanks for the invite. In the, no, I said friends. Okay. <laughs> in the sunshine. <laughs> and nice. last night was my first football match in three months. How did you do? You uh, still look quite hot and sweaty. Yeah, it was... It wasn't too bad because of the the peloton. I've stayed half fit. I I haven't run for three months, so I've been half Mm. fit. And it took a while to get into the game. But yeah, I did all right. bit sore today, but I did all right. But pedalling and running is more or less the same thing, isn't it? (laughs) It's completely different, but okay then. Pedalling and running are the same things. It's movement. It's cardio. Yeah, from your heart's point of view. It's different muscles, different exercises. How are you getting on on the bike? Doing all right. Got Got a personal best yesterday well done or depending when you listen 40 years ago um yeah it's feeling feeling good feels good, good and i know it should as, looking um, good looking good one of the people say thank you so, so what are we you. talking about today mark i thought it'd be interesting to talk about dividends because there's been a lot in the press recently about um young investors trying to get rich quick and trying to find stocks that will make them wealthy very quickly, which in reality doesn't exist and is a very risky strategy. And one of the best strategies, well, you can tell me this if you like, but I think one of the best strategies is to look for shares that are not necessarily going to grow straight away, but give you long-term growth, but also 
pay you a little perk called a dividend. Okay. So shall we explain what dividends are? Yeah. Before we do that, I think it's important to understand what a share is. All right. She's that singer and she sings... um, (laughs) That's um, quite good for you, No matter how hard I try, I can't... get No, just come. Had you been... um, and you've been saving that one up because that was quite uh, good. Yeah, for two years or however Episode long we've done Episode 53, this Mark's had a funny <laughs> gag. <laughs> right so, down. A, a share is owning a share of a company, a part, a portion of a company. So if a you listed think about, company. Yeah, a publicly, well, it doesn't have to be a public list, I guess. It's, it could be a private company as well. True. But generally, if you're part of the general public, yes, it will be a listed company. So, so like let's Apple take, yeah, I was going to use that exact example, Apple, okay. because that's one of the most famous companies at the moment. So Apple have got, well, we could probably look up exactly how many shares, but they've got lots of shares in existence. So simple way to understand it, if a company had 100 shares in existence and you owned 10 of those shares, you would own 10% of the company. So why would you buy shares? I think that's a rhetorical question. The, the reason you buy shares is to benefit from any future growth in that company. So if you buy 10 shares in Apple and Apple continues to be a well-run company that grows, the value of your shares will grow. Does that make yeah, sense? It does. But I guess also if, if the value of a shares falls... So too does your investment. Correct. So I don't think we're, we're not sort of necessarily saying buy Apple shares or don't buy Apple shares. That was just the example. So yeah, they can go, they can go up and down. The reason you get to share in the, the growth of the company is because you're happy to take on that risk that it may also go down. Hmm. So a company generates profits and the owners of that companies get to share in the profits. And that is called a dividend. So we'll okay. use we'll use Apple again. Let's say they make a profit of a hundred pounds. I mean that'd be a disaster, but let's say they made a profit of a hundred pounds. And they decide to pay that hundred pounds out to all the owners of the business, to all the shareholders. So that's a dividend. And if you own ten percent of the company, you would get ten pounds. Why is it in their interest to pay you a dividend? In whose interest? Because you own the company. Well, why the, the directors, they could use that money for something else. They could use it to increase their directors' wages or to invest in the business. Yeah, they could do so. so the, Product development to create yet yeah, another, it could be iPhone 2025. You're right. There have been a lot of iPhones. And, and the, the people that run the business, say the board of directors and the management, they've got to make those decisions. Do they reinvest profits back into the business for future growth? Or do they pay those out to the owners? And most companies will, will have a bit of a mixture. And as an owner, as a shareholder, you, you want a bit of a mixture because you want to share in some of the profits now by way of your dividend, but you also want them reinvesting in the business for growth in the value of the company and for future dividends, so the value of your shares. And what type of companies pay dividends? Well, I mean, it's obviously, it's got to be well-established is it, is it more of a well-established big ones? Well, I guess no, not really. If you take a step back, if you think about um, the Orchard Practice, which is a yeah. private limited company, or Cavendish Content, also a private limited company. Yeah. So we will make profits in our business. 
Yeah. And we will pay those out as dividends to the shareholders. And normally, in, in that type of situation, the shareholders are going to be us or our, our families, let's say. Yeah. But I mean, more because this is more for investors, though, isn't it? So if you're an investor looking for a company that's going to pay you a dividend. Yeah. So my point is there, there's, there's not a particular type of company. If the, own, if the owners of the business and the, and the management of the business want to pay that, share those profits with the, the owners, they will do. Okay. So when, you, when you're um, looking at shares to buy, if you are stock picking, which I don't recommend, but if you are, you might pick some that are good dividend payers that are going to generate that income for you. And you might also look for some that are that have got growth potential where the value of the shares are going to grow. How, but how, how do you find out if someone is paying a dividend? So you, for any public company, the information is available online. So you could usually go on the company's websites or any investment company's websites and they'll give you the company's financials, so turnover, profits, value of their assets, and they'll give you the historical dividends that they've paid out and any declared future dividends. So normally they might declare once or twice a year what the next dividend is going to be. And um, how often do I get my dividend? Depends on the company. So some of them pay annual dividends. Some pay no dividends, as you alluded to before. Some might pay out more frequently. Once or twice a year seems to be the norm. Okay. But a lot of times when you own a, a, um, a company via an investment fund, so most people to own companies, which is a fantastic thing to do, we want to own these great businesses in the world. We want to share in their success. For if you take Apple or Amazon or whoever it is, we will spend enough money with them. Peloton as well. You might as well, if you think that's a good business, you might as well own it. So a lot of us will do that via funds, pooled funds. So we put our, you and I put our money together with thousands or hundreds of thousands of other people and the fund manager goes and buys the shares in the company. And when you do that, there's usually two ways to own those shares, accumulation units and income units. So if you have the accumulation units, what usually happens is when the dividends are are declared and paid, rather than getting paid out to you, they get reinvested into more units. So you put it straight back into the investment. If you've got income units, then usually it pays it out as an income to you to to do as you wish. So... What's a better way of receiving them, do you think? A more effective way of receiving them? I think it depends at your... You've got to look at it not as a standard question, but in the context of your financial plan. So I would say if for you and I, so the younger listeners, you probably want the accumulation units. You want it to grow. You're, you're investing for the longer term. If you are in the latter stages... You might be drawing down upon your investments and you might be using the income of the dividends from those shares to fund your lifestyle. So you might then want the income units. That's not a hard and fast rule. That's just sort of a, a bit of an example there. Okay. And so in some ways, I guess it's like free money. In what way? Well, because you're getting paid, you're investing, say, £100 and then someone's paying you a dividend of like, I don't know, £10. And you don't have to do anything for about £10. You're just getting it because you're a shareholder. It's a reward for your loyalty. Yeah. A free reward. You're pretty, I, I don't think I'd say it's free money, but you're pretty, you're, you're pretty sort of close there. But your uh, reward for owning that company is you get to share in its profits. With the knowledge, though, that, the, that volatility 
is the trade-off. So the value of those shares could go down. They may not pay out any dividends. But is it, is it, are the big dividend payers, are they often that volatile for stocks? Yeah, all, all, all stocks are... All shares and companies are, are volatile. You, if there well, was one I where you, could, you there, there you go. In yeah. case the FCA was listening, he's yeah. good, isn't he? If there yeah. was a company where you could just say, right, put your money in here, there's going to be no risk. It's got to be, could be a guaranteed payout. You know, everyone would be in there. It's not that simple. That's the trade-off. The fact that you can earn this money, you've got to take a bit of risk. But there are companies with track records of paying dividends for years. Yeah, and some people, that's their investment strategy. They look at which companies have paid dividends every year and they've increased the dividend every year and they go for that on the basis that, well, it's it's historically, it's always been fine. Now, we know, talking about FCA, you've got the old disclaimer, uh, past performance is not a, what is the correct word? Past performance is not a guide to future performance. Something like that. Um, but it's, it's not a bad guide. It's the best guide you've got, really. Okay. How, how does a dividend affect my ISA allowance? If you hold the shares in your ISA, so if you've got your Amazon shares in your ISA or the fund that holds Amazon shares in your ISA and it pays out dividends, that's there's no negative implications for your ISA. So any dividends that it actually pays out to you, so if you've gone for actually receiving the dividends, they're free of income tax. But that doesn't affect my the £20,000 that I can put in a year? No, it doesn't impact it at all. Because that's just profit or, or something. That's just your what you're earning in your portfolio. Correct. Same in your okay. pension. In your pension, good. Yeah, got the same thing there. Um, VCT, so venture capital trusts, which mm-hmm. is a more specialist type of investment, usually in smaller startup companies, which we advise certain clients on. Those dividends are, are free of tax. And and the reason free of income tax, and that's because you're taking some risk investing in these types of companies. Governments say, well, we're not going to tax you if if you get paid out a share of the profits. Nice. Yeah, they're not all bad. The old uh, boys and girls in uh, Westminster. <laughs> okay. Um, how do you know? How do you compare one sort of dividend-paying share against another? Well, I don't, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of say, right? There's two shares. There's Apple and Amazon. You know, which is better for for dividends? That's that's. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. That's what you got the fund managers for. Okay. So there was a bit of controversy last year because some of large companies took government money for having to put their stuff on furlough or to get um, emergency loans, but then at the same time also paid dividends or there was talk that some shouldn't pay dividends or should reduce them what do you think about that it's an interesting one so uh, uh, oh, i'm going to chuck it back at you so <laughs> i ask the questions here come so if you let, let i don't know pick a cut let's say let's just take apple as an example they're not it's probably not the right because not uk but if they took a load of furlough cash from their government yeah to pay their staff and that then allowed you to receive your dividends. How are you going to be annoyed by that? Are you going to think that's sort of dirty money? Or are you happy that they're running the business profitably? It's hard because the money that they're getting to pay those dividends technically hasn't come from the most recent period, has it? It would have come from the last reporting period, which is obviously which is often months before. 
So the cash that they have left from their profits hasn't really come from the government. Although it looks on paper like it was, if they're paying a dividend at the same time that they're receiving money, the optics aren't very good. But why should an ISIS investor or a pension or someone with a pension have their income reduced? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think ha- yeah. having taken a, a minute to reflect, I think if a company has taken government support, let's take supermarkets as an example, who, yeah. and made, but still managed to make a load of money during the pandemic, which a lot of them did, then I think they should pay that back to the government and the owners yeah. of the business should then say, well, okay, if they can't afford a dividend, they can't afford a dividend. Because okay. I, I get why they everyone took the support because people didn't know there was this big panic. Yeah. If it then turned out, well, actually, your company's been okay, you've made huge amounts of money, pay it back. But with what? Okay, yeah. But is there a sort of that hits your share price and then that hurts people with pensions and ISIS and then it just creates more issues? Well, you've got to run the business sensibly and ethically. So the share prices go up and down. I don't think you can necessarily concern yourself with, well, that's not fair. Mark Schoffman's going to get a grand less the value of his ice is going to go down a grand. If they're running the business sensibly in the long term, then the, the share price should be fine. Okay. We've probably come to the end of our chat there. What do you think? I think so. That's just a sort of guide to dividends. Yeah, would, you, would you like to get a uh, fund manager on to talk about the type of things you're asking, how they analyse investments and look at different different things? I think that would be interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll see who I can uh, rustle up for us. Well, we've come to the dividend. Oh, I like of this it. Podcast. <laughs> Two jokes in one episode, Mark. <laughs> I know. Good, isn't it? I won't have any next time. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. penny.